Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Yeah, we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here in Greensville, South Carolina. We just finished our final show. Um, I'm feeling kind of a smart ass mood right now. So, are you? I'm lovely. Yeah. Um, we just pulled up to the hotel, man. And for those of you listening, uh, I guess there's some sort of Indian wedding going on. Uh, so there's like a shitload of people leaving the party, wedding, whatever it is right now. They got their kids and their families and. They're loading up the car and, and going home. And I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette while I have my drink from the bar. And I'm just watching the kids. And I'm reminiscing about how much I miss being a kid. Because I'm just looking at these kids going, these kids are doing cartwheels and jumping up in the air, doing 360 spins. And I'm just going, the innocence of a child. You know, and, and how you take for granted when you're a kid. You go, I can't wait to be an adult. And then you become an adult, and I'm just sitting there in my mind thinking, if these kids only knew what the fuck they have in store for them waiting, this thing called life that's going to punch you in the face, and and just bills, and you having kids, and responsibilities, and politics, and racism, and bullshit, and just how fucked up life can be when you just the innocence of a child to no bills no responsibilities no care in the world your mind ain't on that the world is just your fucking playground and i'm just thinking you know fucking it's about the halloween and christmas and I, I just i miss being a kid man this life shit is a motherfucker and 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 i'm sitting here like like, we were here this weekend, and, you know, Halloween, and for some reason now, Halloween means as much to adults more, as it does more to kids. More, because this is a reason for motherfuckers to get dressed up, drink, go party, and wild out. And I'm just going, I maybe I might be alone in this, but Christmas and Halloween don't mean to me what it used to. No. I, I'm an adult now. No, not at and, all. And, and I think people, I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy Christmas and Halloween, but I think adults feel that this is theirs as much as it is kids and my thing is come on man this is for the kids halloween the, the ability to be a child run around with a fucking satchel and get candy <laughs> and and then christmas christmas is kids super bowl what super bowl means to adults aka men that's their super bowl this one time a year event and i'm honestly saying this man and i've always said this 
I don't give a shit if nobody gives me nothing for Christmas. You know what I want for Christmas? And I, and I say this every year, to be left the fuck alone. Don't buy me a fucking... You buy me socks. And that's people say, oh, that's a shitty gift. You buy me socks, drawers. Great. Just give me time. Leave me the fuck alone. Let me have my day to be in my man cave and be left the fuck alone. That's the greatest gift you give me. You ain't got to buy me shit. Because I recognize that that is not for me. That's not, that's not for us. That's not about us. That's about children. But adults take that shit seriously and have that look on their face when they don't get nothing like drunk people have when the liquor starts to take control of their ridiculousness and they sit in the corner and slump with that pout face like they still trying to maintain their energy but they know they about to be in a fucking coma I, I just you know I, to, I think Halloween would be special for adults if we could get dressed up what, and take a bag and knock on the door and get money don't give me no candy <laughs> throw five dollars in my shit if you do loose change just let me have a night where I can just go around and go trick-or-treat, and you just give me money. I would just like to see all the adults coming to the better neighborhoods. Because, you know, that's where you're going to get the, the bigger bills. Mm. You know, no one's going to trick-or-treat in my neighborhood. I might come to your neighborhood, though. Okay. Okay. Come on. I, I Listen, where there's candy to be had, the motherfuckers will be there. Trust me. I just, I, again, I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just the shit that life throws at you. I'm just, I realize, again, like they're saying, you don't know, have, you don't know what you have till it's gone. I'm looking at kid, these kids and I'm going, God, that innocence, that carefree mind where you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you're going to have fun. Whereas an adult, I'm just going, wait till these little motherfuckers see what life is going to hit them like a Tyson punch with full force with no glove you remember what all the all the older people would say when you said god i can't wait to be older i can't wait to be an, an adult and they would say don't don't rush don't it. rush don't rush i get it now don't rush you know i just think it's funny you said doing cartwheels did you ever do a cartwheel my physical form wouldn't allow me to <laughs> i had cartwheel start off form <laughs> but somewhere between my palms touching the ground and my feet hitting the sky my knees met my neck and it just it ended horrendously, <laughs> you know. It, it, you know, I, I don't want to sound like. And you know, I, as we talked about, I, I was going through some shit last week. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I'm 42 years old, and you think by at 42, the older you get, you'd have life figured out. And I feel like I don't have a fucking clue. Like I, I, I really feel like, truthfully, life is like one big casino, and everybody's dealt a hand to play. And some people actually go on to beat the house. But the truth is, most of us just get to enjoy the buffet and the free drinks. That's as good as it gets. You know, but do you ever read uh, Russell Simmons' uh, Instagram? This fucking yoga meister. Yeah. This, <laughs> I, I've been fucking with Russ lately uh, on Twitter. Because this nigga's in the streets doing uh, splits and certain yoga moves. <laughs> and he'll give out advice that I swear only app applies to rich people. Like he, I forget the the wording. There's a term he used. Something that basically meant rid yourself of all negativity and just think positive thoughts. And I can't pronounce the technical word he used, but I said to all the niggas in the hood, this basically means smoke weed. You know what I mean? Get you a good purple strain, because the advice you giving out is for niggas that make money like you. This don't apply to poor motherfuckers. Well, and if I have to see his big thick neck brother in the tub one more time with his 
uh, emotional, life changing tweets. Like nigga, miss me. I don't know. I don't know what's about. I don't know what's all about the money because I I know people who have rid themselves of wanting to make a lot of money mm-hmm. and have are happy with where they are with with the money that they're making what their life is and those people seem to be the happiest people i've ever met in my whole life yeah I, you know I, I feel like when you you know if you achieve truly a certain amount of wealth the richer you are the more secure you are that's when you can go back to being a kid again because money helps everything and when you don't have those problems and the stress and the shit that most people go through in life yeah, you're carefree again. Like, I remember that great line Denzel said in the movie John Q just before he's about to kill himself for his son. And he said, get money, son. Money makes everything better. And I think when I, I think that's why I, it's like I've, I've very rarely met rich, rich, rich celebrities who are unhappy because there's no reason to be upset. Well, you know, uh, when Bruce Springsteen in back in the 80s, when he really hit and made a lot of money. Yeah. There was a reporter, and I want to paraphrase his, his answer because I don't remember exactly how he said it, but he said, uh, she said, well, now that you've made it, though, don't you, now you have all this fame and money, isn't it hard to deal with all this money? And he said, you know what? He goes, in life, you're going to have problems whether you're rich or poor. But he goes, money always makes all the problems easier. They make them go away. Yeah. Unless you murdering motherfuckers or, <laughs> and shit. OJ had went away, didn't it? <laughs> That's how deep it gets. OJ killed two white people and got away. So, yeah. He had to have a good lawyer, though. He had the dream team. He had it going. He had the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan of attorneys. Listen, for a nigga to beat, to kill two white people and get away, yeah, that, that's how powerful that money is. If we're going to say that he did it, I'm just going to say this. He got off like any other person who has a lot of money gets off. He got off because he paid to get off, he can you can pay the system to get out. He, he had the money to have the best representation right. possible, but he got off because of the climate of the Rodney King beatings, and cut to Mark Furman using the word nigga and Johnny Cochran being a pimp slash. If it don't Jordan, fit, Jordan of of attorneys, you have to quit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make no mistake about it. The money helped. He was able to afford the best attorneys possible. But, you know, that was racial. Him, him winning that case was racial. It was coming off the climate of cops getting away with beating niggas, and niggas had enough. But if that was true, then why are we where we are right now? We're in a... Because the, the problem still exists. The problem is more people have cameras. Back then, you had to get a big old video camera, so we only got one Rodney King. Right, now, but more everybody people got camera. more cameras, and cops are still getting off. So it's Still getting I, off, you know, getting more being seen, but right. more getting off. Right. So we didn't go anywhere. We and didn't the, change and anything. Then, and then, to show you how dumb this nigga is, he goes and gets arrested for theft, which we all know was about revenge for the for the first time he got off. Well, the arrest wasn't, but the, the, the sentencing the was. The sentencing was. Yeah. Well, how you get how you get uh, 80 years for still, for theft? Because you kill two people, and that's the Dad, only way they can get you. These, hey, listen. you These saltines don't play, baby. They, 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 don't, they don't play. This motherfucker could have sneezed on somebody. <gasps> Nigga, 80 years. <laughs> OJ sneezed on me. Nigga, 80 years. Well. And then I'm seeing him on Twitter, you know, like he Hugh Hefner with white women. It's like this nigga has not learned. Nigga, you got away in America for killing two white folks and you still surrounding yourself with white bitches. 
It's like, you really think you got 147 years for theft? Do you think maybe some white chicks might want to learn something, though, too? Maybe some black women. The white women are dangerous. Maybe they, that's they, why they love danger. You they notice there ain't a lot of black women just hanging out with OJ? Because OJ don't want to hang out with them. Plus, black women know that nigga don't care about them. They, they know. OJ got that, 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 OJ lust for white, but he get excited when he see white women. He get that white shit to build up on the corner of your lips. <laughs> he get frothy. He love white women, man. Sisters want real niggas. They know that nigga ain't got an ounce of nigga in him. OJ Simpson wears uh, loafers with no socks. That shit middle-aged white men wear. Don't even niggas wear fucking shoes, he, leather shoes with no socks. He said Feet he, smelling like uh, past a date deli meat. He said he wasn't black or white. He was OJ. And you heard what Jay-Z said. I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm, I mean, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Okay. Come on, man. We know what it is. Like Paul Moody said, that nigga ain't been black since he won that Heisman. That nigga OJ. That nigga's not black. That nigga ain't been black since he won that Heisman. Let's be real. Homie, homie, let's be real. He got real black when they read the verdict. In what sense? All the white, all white people. Did you didn't see the news? When OJ, when the verdict was announced, they did a split screen and they did a black, like a yeah. scene from black and a scene from like white America. Right. And white America was pissed. Oh, pissed. Like no other white, like no white person ever got off like on a murder people, charge. Like, right, like white people caught amnesia. Like white folks didn't get off when they killed niggas and they knew they was guilty. We knew they was guilty. Mississippi burning, Emmett Till. Come on, man. You know, we know what it is. I think everybody who probably listens to this podcast knows what it is. No, they they don't have to listen to this podcast and know what it is. If they got half a brain, just turn on the fucking news. Yeah. Scroll through Twitter and read some of the facts. On the facts on why people get locked up in general. I'm sorry, I got to say this because I know that you hate Donald Trump. With a passion. With a passion. With a fucking passion. Okay, and then I just said, and, and. That band is New York City snow slush. Mixed with New York City subway water with rat carcass. And I know there's a group of people out there who can't understand how he got elected. And they keep saying they can't understand. I want to explain it to anyone listening who doesn't understand mm. how Donald Trump got elected. Because he was running against the only person who couldn't beat Donald Trump. And, and when I hear, when I see you and, you and I see like black folks support the Clintons and they put in that super predator Mm. policy, which is responsible for locking up more black people in this country than any other time. But, that, you bl- but, you, but are you blaming that on the Clintons? Yeah, that was her policy. That's what she put that in place. That policy was in place way before the Clintons. That policy is what she put in when she was in. Okay, if you, if you want to be technical about it from that standpoint, okay. But again, niggas have been being put away okay, th- for, for, for wrong reasons. Since way before the Clintons. That being said, all the other things about the Clintons, I, it's all it's the other fair. things like what? All the other things that I that I can't stand about Hillary, the Clintons. Yeah, Bill, I'm Hillary. Not gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat up on Bill. There's no reason. I, Bill's not, Bill, pe- Bill did his presidency. He left his presidency. Politicians in general, at that level, mm-hmm. it has to be the most narcissistic personality, a type personality you could ever be. Someone who could look at the world and go, Yeah, I can fix this. I want to be in charge of this. These aren't always going to be the best people in the world. And I don't think the Clintons were, and I don't like Hillary. I'm not saying I, I threw away my vote. I'll be honest. I threw away my vote. But I couldn't vote for Hillary. I didn't want to see Donald Trump win. I want to see Bernie run. I want to see Bernie get in there like he should have, who she 
doesn't know about any of the stuff that the DNC was doing, mm. even though she says she doesn't know. But you tell me, Hillary, the A-type personality that she is, she didn't know what was going on? This is all bullshit. If she would have done what her, her civic duty would have let Bernie run for president, we wouldn't have this Donald Trump dude in the White House. So I, I don't care. What I say is they're both bad. Donald Trump is horrible. He's going to fuck up a bunch of stuff. And hopefully, hopefully, if the people actually listen and see what's going on, will someday come out and vote. Not 20% of America, not 22% of America, not 24% of America, but a large majority of 80. They, people talking about uh, uh, Donald Trump saying that illegal, illegals were voting for him. So what? I didn't even care. Because all you needed to do was have another... Two percent of Americans come out and vote, and wouldn't make a difference. Not that illegals did vote. I'm just saying the argument is is not as moot. Americans need to come out, and if you don't come out and you don't start supporting uh, voting for your congressman, and if you don't vote for your president, you deserve what you get. And this world, this America okay, deserves what this. What does it Trump. say? What does it say? And I guess we'll find out hopefully soon enough. What did it say if in fact Donald was in bed with the Russians and they did? Uh, hack the elec- election. Okay, and, I'll give and, you and my he answer. Was responsible, to that. They were responsible for his victory. Then what that says is, yeah, you're saying come out and vote, but then it don't matter if, no. if the shit is rigged. No, I'm, then I'll, your vote doesn't matter. I'll give you the answer. The answer to that. Do you know how many people changed that vote? All you have to do, what it was, a thirty thousand votes that we have to change so that Donald Trump isn't the president. All I'm saying is if every if people would have came out and voted, if people would have actually who are talking about how much they hate this dude came out voted spoke their mind through a voting machine, it wouldn't make a difference, this whole Russian thing. If they find out he did, this is a whole other story. But all I'm saying is, as of right now, he shouldn't be there because the real problem was yeah. the low fucking turnout for but this I also, election. I also think that there was an uprising from the from the racist side of white America. But there still they, they wasn't, just wanted to, this was a backlash there wasn't against enough, Obama. There wasn't enough people that voted, though. That, that uprising... Didn't she win the popular vote? She won the popular vote, but she couldn't. She couldn't win the electoral college mm. because she won the votes on the east and west coast. Everything the- that I've ever heard is that technically she should be president. No, because it's always been like this. Technically, we should change the way that the president's elected. Uh, obviously, with the way that we can record votes now, the electoral college isn't as important as it used to be because they couldn't add up because of the way that the structure of the voting was done back. When we started this country, that's what they used was the Electoral College. Now we could record everybody's vote. But let me ask you this question, though, too. And I'm not trying to defend the Electoral College. On the weight of a country, if you're living in middle America, if you're in Iowa, the Dakotas, South Carolina, North Carolina, do you want only the vote of California and New York speaking for you? Do you want just the East Coast and the West Coast speaking for you if you're in the middle of the country? Because if we make it so that... If that's it, where the same people come from, yes. Do you, well... Because clearly he won the vote. He, he, won, the he vote. won the presidency based off people who shouldn't even be allowed he to breathe. He won the vote uh, based on... Basically, it's three states. That's what he won the vote on. And if you go back to that, it's probably six cities that he won the vote on. Mm. So it's very small. It's very marginal that he won the vote. But if more people would have, what, 22 people, 22% of the country came out to vote? Come on. If you, get, if you, if you released a blockbuster movie and you got 22% of the country, that would probably be a pretty good movie. But it's not good for an election. This is real shit. People need to come out, and you can't bitch about it if you're not willing to do something about it beforehand. Well, this man has proven to be such human feces that I just, you know, 
I, I just, I, I just, I just want to see him go. I'm so sad that he is as horrible as he is because if he had some business acumen that he could have brought to the White House, it would have been the blessing in the in the horribleness that he is. But he's so horrible that even if he brings anything good, it's there's nothing good that he's ever going to be able to get in. Get past Congress. He's just, he hasn't accomplished shit so far. No, other and he's than not playing going a lot to. of golf and trying to. Again, and have you seen the way he looks playing golf? He can't be a good oh, golfer. Oh, this, this man is. I, I think he's horrible at everything. I, I don't know what the attraction is. I, if it wasn't, he has not a smooth bone in his body. No game. Barack Obama was at least smooth, articulate, had swagger. What I, I would love to know from any woman is there. There's, there can be no attraction towards this man. Every time he, I look at his face, he's got that Game of Thrones face. Like he's just minutes away from ordering your execution. You, you could look at him and tell by his body he can't fuck. He, I bet you when he fucks, he just moves his hips. He doesn't even move his hips. Just his neck and his feet. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> he, he looks like has someone having an epileptic seizure. Just oh, shaking. Jesus. Like Listen, a seal on the, trying to work its way back into the water. I'm going to be real honest with you about Barack Obama, though. No one following Barack. Honestly, I don't know who. Before you continue, just know no Barack Obama slander here. No, no. Listen, listen, I no, love listen. That listen, man. Listen, this is this, and I don't care if you were pro Barack or if you were against. Andy, our Barack. friendship is going to be dependent on what you say. Yeah, just listen. No one was going to look good following him. Okay, there we go. There weren't because he did it in a classy way. He did run that right. office. He was the James Bond of presidents. But he only stuck with one woman. He he wasn't he wasn't buff enough to be the James Bond. If he would have hit some weights, if he would have got a little, maybe the James Bond impression. No no no, he pulled off slender. Oh, he pulled off slender. But not James Bond slender. Yeah, he no. pulled it off. Early '60s Sean Connery, he pulled it off. No, he was more like Kid Dynamite. Kid Dynamite. <laughs> you don't know who Kid Dynamite? No. Dude, uh, from Good Times. Uh, I know two Kid Dynamites, Mike Tyson. In his uh, Nintendo Punch-Out years And J.J. Walker That's it How was he Kid Dynamite? Skinny like that He was just skinny No That kind of skinny He's very thin J.J. Walker was ugly as a motherfucker I'm not talking about his looks I'm talking about skinny Yeah, it's not a good comparison Not at all It's not This isn't a knock We'd love to be skinny I'm saying that he wasn't James Bond Very much so Give give him another character that's When he wore that beige suit and no president has ever worn a beige and suit. And you know, people actually complained about a president wearing a beige suit. White folks did. Yes, they Niggas did. didn't. They did because Niggas they Niggas wear red and orange suits. Dude, I was and su- some of them pull dude, it off. I was surprised he didn't wear a mustard suit or a royal blue no, suit. No, that's more Detroit. That's, that's, looks, that's the kings listen, of comedy. I don't, I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking, this is not knocking the president. I'm just saying, I'm not black. If I was black, I'd wear all those color suits because white dudes cannot pull those color suits off. <laughs> You can, white dudes cannot. I like those colors. I'm colorblind. Those colors pop for me. I can see those well, you colors. Know, black people, we, you know, we style and rhythm. That's you do us. it up with style. There's no doubt George about Carlin it. George Carlin said, I love it. He said one day on it, I saw a stand up. He said, Can we just admit that black guys are cooler than white guys? It just is what it is. I will say this the black guys are cooler in general than right. white guys. But when there's a cool white dude, he pops because it stands out. But most of the time, a cool white dude is imitating niggas. Nah, there's James, James Bond. That's that's fictional. <laughs> Name me a real white boy that pops, that don't look like he's stealing from niggas. Me. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Now, let me let me say it, man. It, I, listen, white boys got their own swag, just like black men have their own swag. That rocker, 
white boy rocker slash skateboard thing. Yeah. That's a white swag. Just like hip-hop, cool, laid-back. There's a black swag. What? You know who, what race of men don't have swag? Indians. <laughs> Indian men are horrific. They're atrocious. Dude, you were just called out. You got... You got you got uh, Russell Peters' uh, legendary yeah, status walking yeah, into the, the hotel Indian wedding. I walked in and they went, oh, my God, daddy, let me get evicted. Isn't that accent horrendous? You can't, I can't do the accent. to but, be licked with that accent. There's no cool in it. Oh, my God, can you please tongue my nuts? <laughs> dude, you, will you tell the story before we go back to the weed thing? Will you tell the story about the dude who was getting arrested? Okay, wait. Before I tell that, I, I got it. And, and again, I always know I sound like I'm on Patrice O'Neill's dick. But again, this is one of the comedy gods to me. He had one of the funniest sayings I ever heard in regards to Indian men. He said uh, he feels sorry for Indian women because of Indian men. He goes, where is all this unfun cum coming from? (laughs) He described Indian men's semen as unfun cum. God bless him. God bless him. Um, The great Patrice O'Neill, y'all. We all give it up to Patrice. What I, I want I want you to tell that story because that story. Oh yeah, we was hanging out. Uh, was it Saturday or Friday? Friday. <laughs> Friday. Saturday was raining. Hanging out Friday, and some dude got arrested for throwing. He was so fucking drunk for throwing chairs at for a chair at a BMW, and he dented it. And the cops cuffed him. And we just happened to be walking in the same dire- opposite directions, but toward each other. And you know, the, the, the brother had two white cops, one on his left, one on his right. Escorting him to the cop car, and the nigga seeing me, he was rambling. But then he seen me, and he went Aries. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said, Aries. Tell me I didn't throw no chairs. Tell me I ain't throw no chairs. <laughs> like, what did this nigga expect me to do? Pull out my black power shit and knock both these white cops off and 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 free them? Like, nigga, you going to jail? <laughs> and it's Friday, which means you won't see the judge till Monday. Nigga, you spending Halloween weekend in prison. Dude, the reason I thought it was so funny is because when we, we talk and we talk about what levels of fame sometimes and, like, we talked about how Chappelle level of fame mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever level you're at. But I always think it's funny because when we go certain places, probably the places you don't want to be recognized is where people call you out. And that's right. walking by you. But, no, it, here's where I wouldn't want to be called out if I was in the cuffs. Yeah. If I was being escorted to the cop car and some dude with errands, I would want to hide my face. But again, what was funny is he said it like, one, we knew each other. Yeah. And two, black by association. Yeah. The fuck did he expect me to do? Well, and, and the way he said it, he was yelling at the cops and saw you and like, just like you said, just like he knew you. Errands. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we was family. <laughs> like, holy shit, my cousin Russ. Hey, man. Like, I, and, I, and I didn't say nothing because it threw me off. But I almost wanted to go, nigga, you going to jail. He looked at you like you were the head of the Justice League. Come on, man. And you were going to take care of Come all on, of them. Come on, man. Come on. Not as good over radio, but it was, it <laughs> cracked me up. All right. So, um, David Stern. Yeah. So, he came out, he interviewed him, and he said that he did a lot of studying about weed mm-hmm. and the effects of weed and the benefits of weed. And, God uh, bless him. He doesn't think that... Uh, that this really should be, the medical part at least, from what I understood of it, should be banned substance. And as long as it's going to be legal in other states, he doesn't see it as something that should be 
getting people uh, suspended, I guess, because he doesn't see it as a banned sus- uh, substance. So uh, I thought that was a big step for someone. Not that he's in that position anymore, but for right. the, his, his, his word carries weight, and someone had to say it. Well, you know, I, I love it that he, you know, David Stern does his research, you know, because at one point, you know, when Magic got to his, uh, the controversy was could he play? And, you know, David Stern did his research and found out, you know, there was no real danger. So if motherfuckers don't have to worry about catching the hiv, then, yeah, weed should be easy. Should be. Right. I don't know. Some dudes function good off weed. Now, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm certainly not an athlete by any means. So I don't know in terms of being able to function like play high if that's, the, if that's what some players want to do. I think Stephen A. Smith said something about it like, you know, can, a, can a, do players actually want to try to play the game high? I don't want a player to come play drunk. So well, why drunk would I, is not the same as yeah, high. It's, it's not the same, but there's still, it's still in a substance that gets you into a I'm different place. I'm telling you, some dudes function well off weed. That's fine. I know, I know Dave Chappelle has lit up while doing stand-up, and it's never affected him. It affects everybody different. There are comics who, from what I've heard, done coke and will go on stage. You know, I, I don't know how true it is. In the Robin 80s, Williams, I think every, like every I, comic. You know, some dudes function well. Some dudes function better. I can't. Um, but I don't think that David Stern's advocating it to be used while they play. Well, of course he won't say it. No, but I think he's saying that as opposed to using an opiate for pain, for uh, a lot of people have uh, injuries. Well, uh, if that's what we have to say is that it's about pain. Whatever we need say to say. Pain. Whatever we need to say. Yeah, but, I, you know, I've always said, and I say it on stage, this is the most harmless vice ever. Motherfuckers was going, yeah, I need to do four, four lines of cocaine before I play. We know we don't need to do that because that's that one player that died. Lynn Bias. Lynn Bias because he was on some coke and tried to play. But weed is, look, man, it's from the earth. It's God's gift. Can't be that dangerous. Dude, there's no way that when someone gets suspended from basketball, football, whatever sport they're playing right. for weed, and you go, oh, yeah, he deserves, he should sit out four games or five right. games or a career. That's bullshit. Weed, weed is. Maybe Kaepernick should have done weed instead of taking a knee. He'd have a job. Apparently, taking a knee would get your ass locked out, but doing cocaine. And smoking weed, you you be I. Right. I'm not gonna go with the cocaine part, but smoking weed I, part, you should be fine. And but boom, boom, that was the joke. Part. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I, I t- I, I'm being serious. But I want some weed legalized, and I don't perform well on weed, by the way. I don't either. I don't either. But some dudes, you know, some dudes, it's it's they they're masters at it. Matter of fact, again, I was watching. I can't forget the name now, but I was watching the comedy comedy documentary. The one where, on CNN? No, no, no. Oh, where uh, Mark Marin talked about this one comic and of course later he died because you know the heroin finally got him but he was talking about this one comic he told this story where he was with this dude and they were driving to a gig and the dude did some heroin smoked it in the car and was fucking comatose this motherfucker was out fucked up and they're driving to the gig and mark is like oh my god i know this is gonna be bad this is gonna be horrendous Said they get to the gig, dude's fucked up, can barely walk. They introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, the headliner, so-and-so. Motherfucker, like a snap of a finger. Woke up, got on stage, murdered it. Didn't miss a beat. Then when the show was over, right back into his coma. So, again, not advocating that at all. 
But some, you know, some motherfuckers function different, man. Some dudes can handle that. I would never want to be in a state where I feel like I'm not in control. And, and that's why I don't. And I, and I have a lot of people that come up to me before shows and go, hey, man, you want to smoke one in the car? I tried that once. I don't like feeling like I'm not in complete control. Yeah, I have a control issue. So when I'm on stage, I feel like I need to have all my senses and my wits and my reflexes about me. Because whatever happens where I got to get away from my playbook, my set plays as a comic, and I got to call an audible, I want to be able to feel like I'm on my toes and I can handle it. But if I feel, if I feel like I'm in a fucked up state where I don't have all my wits about me, then I'm at a disadvantage, and I don't ever want to be at a disadvantage. I lose all sense of time. I have no idea how much time I've been Well, on I'm stage. a nigga, so sense of time with me has been gone. <laughs> Culturally, we, you know, that's... Dude, I was on stage once, and I really don't get high, but I, I was I was really uptight, and I thought, I'll just, it, it was uh, it was like a Friday or Saturday, so it was two cents. Yeah. I smoked a little bit, and it, I didn't really get it. It was like there was something wrong. There was like a little stem or something in yeah. it, so I sucked a little harder, and I just saw the little wrapper go, right, right, right. rolled like three times. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to be really high. And I sat down, and I was like, no, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good, and then... Uh, it was time for me to go up and right just as I was about to go up I felt it hit me mm. I went on stage I don't know how long I'd done and I just stopped I told the audience I go I'm, guys I never do this but I'm high as fuck right now I have no <laughs> idea how long I've been on stage and I looked over at the sound guy and I go how long have I been on stage and he goes four and a half minutes <laughs> <laughs> and Dan Godfrey was sitting in the audience that night who was the yeah. head of uh, all the improvs and uh, Levity Lives at the time and it was so embarrassing to me but I made my I made my peace and my amends with it but uh, yeah you know I, I think that if I were like Chappelle in a sense where my position was solidified I had enough money in the bank so whatever consequences and repercussions that might be couldn't hurt me to where I could just be like, look, man, if I don't ever get hired again, if my career ends tomorrow, I'm straight. I, I would I would maybe pick one or two times out where I could go, you know what? Fuck it. I just want to try some new material. I'm going to go to a place like the Comedy Store where it's dark. You can't see the audience. It's late. There's 12 motherfuckers there. So if I'm high off my ass... It'll either be the best thing ever, and I'll and I'll let all my inhibitions will be gone, and I can venture off into a space where maybe I could produce some pure genius, or if it crashes and it's horrendous, I could just go, yeah, I'm out, and there ain't enough <laughs> motherfuckers there to start a rumor. Aries came in all high and fucked up the show. There's four motherfuckers in there. What could you say? Right, you couldn't say anything. You know. Cause I, I I I do feel like when you you look when you smoke some good weed, and you get in it, there's a weird zone that's hard that you don't always capture. But if you can get in that space where you're not so high that you can't function, but you're not so sober that you can't feel the high, but you it's almost like the Matrix. You just you just right in that perfect spot. It feels like everything you do is better. Well. And the audience is better if you can get in that spot. Like you start hearing the laughter and you don't see well, the faces. Well, that's the drugs. Yeah, you don't start. I don't know if the audience is better. That's just the, the drugs. drugs. But you don't see the faces, the judgmental faces. The drugs faces. makes you not give a fuck. Fuck, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I just, you know, like there have been times when I've tried to have sex off of weed and alcohol 
And again, if you, it's like chemistry, science chemistry. If your mixture is off, you're going to either come in 30 <laughs> seconds or if your mixture is right, you, you won't come for 30 hours and you beat the pussy up. Or, but it's, a, it's that finding that balance. Or you're going to come in 30 seconds, you're going to be so high you don't care. That too. <laughs> that too. But the true place you want to be at yeah. is in coming when you want to come and giving a fuck. And giving like a fuck. Like your, your whole mission is I'm going to destroy Enjoy the moment. Enjoy oh, the fucking moment. I'm telling you, there was a point in time when I did ecstasy. And I, and I, and I, and I told you this this weekend. Because the place where we performed, the lower level had arcade games. Yeah. And I actually owned two arcade games where you put the quarters in. NBA Jam, which was part NBA Jam and NFL Blitz and Mortal Kombat. And I'm telling you, dude, when I first started doing X, it put me in that zone where anybody that's ever played the Mortal Kombat games, the actual arcades... I'm telling you, it was like I was Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, and I finally got the glow. I blocked every move. Everything moved in slow motion. My offense, I knew it without thinking. And me and my brother, we would get fucked up and play the game, and it was like watching a John Woo movie action scene. It was poetic. It was cinematic. Capes. Doves flew. Capes were capes were wearing was capes. slow motion. I mean, it was it was a fight scene to behold. And when I was in that groove, everything was right. I would freestyle rap, and I I, I could flow like Jay Z. Everything was perfect. My only regret is I never had sex off of X. And if and if sex off of X felt as good as peeing, I said, Oh, this is. You could take a piss off X, and you would be in the bathroom making noises like it was a porno. Oh, that stream would shoot through your whole body, <laughs> and it was heaven. I said, God, if and coming already feels good. If coming off X feels anything like pissing, I, I, I got to I got to experience that. Did you really? Yeah. X, fucking off X. Yeah, X is is seriously. If it didn't. <sighs> Fuck up your spinal fluid and some of the other things that it has. There's no reason why anybody wouldn't do this every day. Oh, all day. my goodness. But There's, what happens is, like any drug, once your body starts to become accustomed to it. Yeah. And the effects are no longer with, like they were when you first did it. Now you're chasing it. Always. Now you're chasing a high. All drugs. Everything's like that. So it would get to a point where I think I did X for like two months. Every weekend. And after a while... You know, and when you smoke, when you first do X and you smoke weed, you could smoke a whole blunt to the head. And when, really, if I don't do no X, if I, if I didn't do X and I smoke a blunt, I'm not like Snoop. Snoop can smoke a motherfucking blunt like it's a cigarette. And then 10 minutes later, roll up with another one. Four or five hits off a blunt, I'm good. But when you're on that X, man, you can smoke them blunts like it ain't nothing. But once you start chasing that high that will never be the same, you're just smoking and smoking and... It's the feeling is not, no, it's not what it same. should be. So then you go, all right, I need to stop. That's why you have to take a break every now and then. Lower your tolerance. But then, see, to me, system. that feels like addict shit. Now you're trying to figure out how to keep doing it even though it ain't what it's supposed no, to be. No, because every once in a while I take a break from sugar. Like I won't drink soda or I won't do something. You do things for the health of your body. You got to do, you got to do, you ever take a, a, a few weeks off from drinking? Yeah. Yeah, the same thing. You just do it because it's healthy for you. Yeah, you do. Oh. 
You do it because you don't want to die. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe that's it. But I, I, I know that it's, it helps my body. It lets my body catch up and makes everything feel better. Listen, I remember one time I did shrooms. It was the only time I did shrooms. And I was, again, I had the, the video game NBA Jam. And I'll never forget. And this is why I only did shrooms once. First time I did it, I did it with a white friend. And I kept going, dog, I don't feel nothing. You know, white boys coach you through shit. Dude, relax. It's going to be okay, bro. Finally, it kicked in. And I remember I was playing with the Chicago Bulls. And on NBA Jam, they never had Jordan. It was Pippen and Horace Grant. And at one point, Scottie Pippen is dribbling down the court. And as soon as he passed the halfway mark, he stopped. He turned to me and he went, dunk it now. (laughs) I backed the fuck away from the game. And I laid in a tub, fully clothed in fetal position. And was asking God to take me to my safe place. And that's when I knew anything past weed is not for me. I, I did uh, I did shrooms once. And uh, I ended up staying up all night writing letters to everybody I knew about how I felt about them. <laughs> and I tried to read it the next day and it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Right, and then right. I tried to do shrooms again within that same week. And like you said, you build up a tolerance, especially with mm-hmm. shrooms. If you do it too often, you can't get that high. So I couldn't get it again. Right. So I just, I've just i right. never done it again after that. But I have these letters. If anybody, uh, if I've hurt anybody that listens to this podcast, hit me up. I might have a letter for you. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about, you brought up Ka- Kaepernick when you were joking. <clears throat> you want to talk about uh, the Texans taking a knee? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's much to talk about except for the fact that I think that this shit is so ineffective because the players... <clears throat> I don't think the players are going to really do what's necessary to hit them where it hurts. Which you feel. Don't play. But like Wu-Tang says, cream. Cash rules everything around me. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. You know, it's, people talk a good game, but let's really stop and think about it. This is why I think this is what made Muhammad Ali such folklore. This man said, I believe in what I believe in so much that I'm willing to risk my livelihood my freedom because I won't jeopardize what I believe in. And I think everybody wants to be that way. Everybody wants to believe they can be that way. But when you start taking away things that matter to people, and let's be honest, money, material, the lifestyle, the bitches, because if you ain't got the money, you don't get the bitches. If you don't have the lifestyle, you don't get the attention. And when you're used to eating steak and lobster, it's hard to go to fish sticks. So no one wants to jeopardize that. Yeah, we all want to go, I'm down for the cause, black power fist. But when you put to the test, nobody wants to wants to do that. What a powerful statement it would make. Because the NFL, let's be honest, it's a black league. If all the black inmates said, you know what? Not today. Not this Sunday. And I'm not talking just about the Texans. I'm talking about... The entire league said not today on Sunday and sat. What a message. Well, but would, nobody's willing to jeopardize that lifestyle. It would be great if they said, you know what? Everybody thinks we were disrespecting the flag. So instead of what you, for whatever reason that you feel, which I don't feel it's disrespecting the flag. Which ironically, technically, and it's a fact, it's a written fact that wearing the flag is the greatest disrespect you can do. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. And everybody from, uh, what's this racist white chick's name who won't admit she just hates niggas? Tommy Loren. Tammy Loren. Yeah. She had a Halloween picture up. 
where she's got a a, a, a fanny pack, the American American flag, and she's cut up the flag to look like some sexy outfit. Well, you heard what you heard her repost, though, right? No, she said that it has to be an actual flag that she cut it from oh, cloth. White people, I love you guys. Got it. You, you got find it. reasons for everything. Got to get the loophole. White people, white people love. Lo- you guys are the master of loopholes. When niggas do shit, it's a crime. It's when not, you do it, there's a loophole. The problem is, it's not even supposed to be printed on unless it's a flag. <clears throat> it's not supposed to be printed on paper plates. So we're we're ag- we're in agreement about the same thing. Yeah. So except I think Tommy's kind of hot. I, I would I would fuck her. <laughs> But I would do it with an O.J. Simpson jersey on so I can even the score. Why are you dressed like that? I'm dressed to kill, bitch. Turn around. But listen, Kaepernick doesn't have a job and has been outed for protesting, which is the most patriotic thing there is. Whereas some of these people wear these flags, which is the opposite of being patriotic. But, so come on, yo. But they think they're being patriotic. They're idiots. People that are idiots think oh, without facts. You know what the thing about people who, who are idiots? That's just it. They're just idiots. And there's no way that you're going to change some of those people. The thing with the uh, what you said about having to take the time off. Okay, aside from Tommy and all her stuff, what do you, uh, but what do you think? Do you think it's that he used the term inmates running the asylum or do you think if he would have said i'm not gonna let the players tell me what to do would it be a different feeling absolutely but inmates is a specific but it's a it's, word. it's, a, it's a it's a quote that people use all the time nah, they use it in business on, they use it in business on, and they it use it like a duck and it quacks like a duck it's a fucking they use duck. It in business i worked in places where they said hey i know i know i know but 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 come on a, a league that's majority black a white dude that's been around long enough to where he's been through it he knew what the fuck he was doing and I can't stand dudes like Tony Dungy because always in black culture, we always have to have some nigra that comes out, oh, lordy, lordy, that has to defend a white man who knew what the fuck he was doing. Stop. Stop. Donald Sterling, this guy, they exist. They want niggas to play ball. Hey, we pay you niggas, fall in line, act accordingly, be happy that you're getting all this money. I think that second part of what you said is true. I think they want everybody who they're paying to fall in line. They feel that they're overpaying them. They feel that they make too much money. Uh, but uh, that term has been used so many times Andy, before. Andy, stop. You, you're doing what, what most white men do. You're looking for the loophole. No, I'm not. This, this motherfucker knew what he was doing. I, I don't know that he knew what he was doing. What I'm going to say oh, is I think he could have used. The fact that you go, I don't know that he didn't no, know. I, what I'm saying is I think he could have used a different terminology. I would but if been he smarter. had used, and don't you think at, at, at his age, he would be bright enough to know the difference? You, you would be bright enough to go. Something in you would have to go, you know what, based on the climate of what's going on. Let me change my words. I would be smart enough. I would be. It's, I would be. Smart Inmates enough. is cold for these niggas. Are getting paid. We can't let them take over. Well, I think there's a lot of stupid people in the world. I just think he just put. I just think he was just became one of them. I really. I don't think that he thought about it. I don't think he thought about it. I, I really don't think he and, thought about and it. And this is why the issue of racism continues to exist. And, and I'm, I'm just saying because. You're being naive here. And I'm telling you as a black person that understands context and tone, given the climate, you're being naive here. Well, I'm just going to say this. As a white guy, 
I worked in the service industry, and sometimes I'd serve breakfast, and I'm serving breakfast, and sometimes I would forget a side dish. Sometimes I'd forget a side dish on a black dude's order. Right. And every single time, 100% of the times that I forgot that side dish, I just forgot the side dish. It wasn't because he was a black dude. Right. And but I bet you when he didn't tip well, you remembered he was a nigga. No. Because I knew he wasn't going to tip well anyway. <laughs> but boom boom But boom boom But I can't tell you as comics how many times we've worked clubs. And I swear to God, the staff won't say it for obvious reasons. But you get enough liquor in them. You hang out with them. You get them to drop their guard when you cool and you can hang out with them. And you just simply ask them. When you guys do the shows where it's black comics, audience predominantly black, how do black people are tipping? <gasps> They're the worst. Well, dude. So come on, okay. man. Some stereotypes, though, are built upon some reality. Truth. Okay. Stereotypes wouldn't exist without truth. There's some truth to it. Some of it may be exaggerated, but there's truth to it. Niggas don't tip. So when I just said what I said, hey, I wasn't being anything but, but, but other just, than honest. I know, but but you you said, well, how did you word it? When I forget a side dish, it, it wasn't because he was black, black or white. It's I forgot, forgot a side, side dish. dish. But when that nigga didn't tip, you remembered. Well, I'm gonna tell you, you, did, you didn't judge him when that nigga. When you've gone through four or five niggas that don't tip, you go. It's got nothing to do with them being black. No. They just didn't feel like tipping. No. It, it, I never... You're a th- comic. No. I'm you gonna, went, that's how them niggas are. No. I'm going to tell you... No. I'm going to tell you... Before I did any of this, I used to work at Saks Fifth Avenue. I used to work in the men's department. And I know we have to move on. We're going to get to this other thing. Yeah. But I used to work in the men's department. My specialty, the reason I made money, is that I didn't judge one person that came to that door. Mm. I worked with whoever came to the door that I could help because I'm going to tell you, the, person, the people that they didn't want to help... And you made money based off what? Based off just treating people like people because some but people... But when you treated them well, how did you make money? Tips? Uh, sales, and then I'd get commission from the sales. Right. But I picked up so Where'd many... you make your most commission? What do you mean? In terms of racially. Racially? Uh, dude, I really don't know. I want to tell you because I used to wait on... There. No, I'm going to be honest. Some of the players that would come in, I made a lot of money on players. Like, uh, right. you know, ball players that came in from Phoenix. And there was something cool about that, just getting to wait on somebody that, like that. Right. But yeah, that's the problem. Okay. This is the problem with athletes in general and famous people in general. Is that people, they feel kind of like when they're... Should get it for free? Not only they should get it for free, but that they, you know, like, you got to wait on me. I'm famous. You're not. Right. You had a good time. Right. That's your tip. Well, that's arrogance, but... Yeah, that is a little arrogance. But uh, that in that sense, at, at there. But that wasn't what I was there. I would say... Uh, Poor-looking people is what I made money off of. It had nothing to do with black or white. Right. Poor-looking people. Because people would come in, especially... But if you take a poor black person and you take a poor white person, the poor white person looks richer than the poor nigga. No. How do you, how do you say that? How do we say that? Poor looks poor. Okay, Hurricane Katrina. More black people were displaced and got treated unfairly than white people who were poor and misplaced. When a white person f- stole something, a television or oh, whatever. Oh, no, no, that's, that's 100% oh, true. Wait, wait, yeah, white people find things. Niggas steal. Yeah. Right. No, no. I, so, I, I, so in poverty, even in poverty, poor white beats poor black. Do white wins? I'm going to be, like, I can only be honest. Let's end it there. White wins. White wins. And as long as we're honest about that... Everything else is debatable. 
Because, as you know, I mean, we we we're two we, identical pictures. I saw it. White 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 person in a boat, Hurricane Katrina, up to their waist, with a flat screen and whatever else is in their boat. Oh my God! White people found loaves of bread. They found food. Same picture, black people, niggas steal. Yeah, I saw oh, come that. Come on, man. I saw come I on. saw the same picture. No, dude, white wins. I, I'm white not. Wins. Perfect. That's where we're gonna leave it. Mm-hmm. Gonna make me sound like the biggest racist in town. White wins. No, it's honesty. It is honest. Louis C.K. If 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 I have to come back in another life and I have to choose between white and black, I'm reing up on white. I'm not saying white people are better. Just saying being white is clearly better. It's That's e- white honesty. It's easier. Louis C.K. It's easier. It, okay, easier means better. Better. We can say better. Not always though. What if I wanted to be an NBA player? What's my chances of being being born into a black family or a white family? Where, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted in this life. That's all my choices, and I'm going to spin the wheel. Well, because well, black people have certain gifts that y'all don't have that you need in the NBA. I'm just saying. I'm not if saying. You, if you listen, if a white man could jump as high as us, as run as fast as us, and could be physically as dominant as us, we would be extinct. If white people invented rap, <laughs> niggas would be over. <laughs> white people love rap. They love it. Every movie you see, every TV show you see, where it's the cool slow motion shot, has rap being played in the background. White people love rap. So you're white t- people wishes they invented you, So you're telling me, if we could come up with 100,000 Eminem... Uh, 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 niggas would be finished. <laughs> Listen, white kids in school act black. Because it's cool to be black. But what they're going to find out as they get older is it's advantageous to be white. Okay, let me... Being black is cool, but it's advantageous to be white. Let me explain it to you in a different way. That I think... We got to jump yeah, on to this no, other but I, shit. But I'm, I'm not, not going to let this go. I want a time to I'm get not going to let this go. I'm going to let this... Right. I'll let this go after this. Right. White kids act black in school because black is the only true... Black culture is the only true American culture. It didn't come from Europe. It was rooted and grown here in America. Okay. Yeah. So white kids are just becoming Americans. They just didn't realize it until I just explained it to them right now. The way you explain it, I ain't going to fucking argue with that. <laughs> it's like you telling me my dick is big because I'm black. What the fuck? I'm going to be the first nigga to fuck up the rumor? I'll take that. There you go. Okay. So white wins, but white kids are just becoming Americans right now. That's okay. it. All right. Black kids were already there. They just didn't know it either. I got you. So we're going to talk about, uh, we want to talk about this comedy thing. All right, so here it goes. Okay, so we're doing 79 through uh, s- through 60, right? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay. Here we go. So we're going to have enough time to fit these 20 in? We're just going to talk about these 20 really quick. I want to go through the 20 list. We're going to go through their whole 100 list on this. Yeah, and then I we're know, but, but you list. know, once you mention certain names, if I got nothing, I got nothing. Okay, well, we'll But go- if you mention certain names and I'm like, it sparks a... We have time. We have time. All right, all right. Let's just try to... What, Dom Herrera, 79. Uh, funny quick story. When I first came to L.A., I was this snot-nosed, cocky little kid where you couldn't tell me shit. And Dom is a respected veteran. They announced me to go on stage, but Dom was supposed to go before me. But I guess they couldn't find him. So basically, they were going to put me in his spot. And at the minute they're about to call me on stage, Dom shows up and stands next to me. And he goes, I'm here. And I'm just going, basically, man, fuck you. I'm going up. I'm going to cut you, you old veteran. I'm the shit. And for a long time, me and him hated each other. 
But as time went on and, you know, tensions passed, Dom's cool, man. Cool dude. And, and, and one of the veterans, uh, just old school Italian dude. Uh, Dom, Dom's the man. I, I got I, I to gotta throw one on there really quick, super quick. Dom, I was working with him one time, and he goes, how much time are you going to do, 20 or 25? And I go, yeah. I'll, I'll do 20. And he goes, okay. So I go out there, and I get to like 20 minutes, and I still have another minute and a half to go. So I finish it up. I get off. I do 22 minutes. So the host goes back up on stage, and I guess right. Dom said, go up there for a minute to give me a minute. Right. So I go back there, and he goes, hey, how much time did you tell me you are going to do? I said, 20. He goes, how much time did you do? I go, about 22. He goes, well, then why did you tell me you're going to do 20? And he fucking laid the law. Yeah, it sounds like Dom. Yeah. Sounds like Dom. And then I got to tell you, he was the coolest <laughs> person. He made fun of the whole thing right. the whole rest of the week. But he taught me a valuable lesson at that time. Yeah, he was, he was on that Rolling Stones list? He's on the Rolling Stones God list. Bless. God 79. bless. Okay, Sinbad, number uh, 78. Uh, Sinbad's so fucking cool. I know Sinbad. I've worked with him. Cool dude. His brother, Mark, is awesome. Yeah, Sinbad, Sinbad's the truth, man. You know, I, when I brought up Sinbad, I thought you were going to say, I, I brought him up to you in a conversation earlier, and I thought you were going to say something not bad, but, and you were very, put him up in high esteem. Yeah. So I, I was surprised by I've that. I've met women that are built like Sinbad, which is a horrible <laughs> look for a woman. <laughs> that nigga got an old NFL body. Old. <laughs> Number 77, Paul Reiser. One of them dudes that I, I I know he did stand up, but it felt like he made his bones more on TV. You're mad about you. And that show that he did with Helen Hunt, mad about I you. loved it. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. But he, but he was a comic, and yeah, he kind of he kind of entered into the television thing. Yeah. And yeah, it was okay. 76, I want, I want to see your face on this one. Robert Schimmel. Awesome. Dude, he was from awesome. Arizona. Right. I got to see him just right. just not too Raw. long before he passed. He was so good. Raw, like drinking fucking hard liquor with no ice, no chaser, no nothing. You 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 swallowed him down and your chest burned. Dude. You know, and then and, and, and then the way he went out was one of those moments where I just go, like we talked about earlier, what the fuck is the meaning of life? But dude, if you're a comic and you go out that way, I mean, what that is probably in a car crash? But you survived cancer twice. Your daughter's driving That's how you. fucked up and unfair life is. But you survive cancer twice, and then you get killed in a car crash. And it's such a freak accident with your daughter driving with her, her tires get caught on the side of the road, and then they flip the car. Listen, I know that it's not nice and it's not polite, but as a comic, I'm like, you know what? That is the ultimate comic way to go out. And no, it's not. So I, no, weird. it's not. Richard Pryor said it best. Fucking, you come and go at the same time. Same. If I go, let me go on some pussy. I, Not in I, twisted metal and steel. I just think that that is just so ironic that you would that would happen. Yeah. To him. but he was he was a great comic, and I really absolutely I'm really so fortunate absolutely. that I got to see him before. I never got to meet him, but absolutely nicest guy. Yeah. nicest guy. Seventy five, Eddie Izzard. Pass. Okay, I'll, I'll, for so many reasons. I'll, I'll, I'll pass. We can get into it later. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, very interesting. I'll I'll go very interesting. Uh, Paul Rodriguez, seventy four. Paul Kudu. Cool dude. Veteran, 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 veteran. One of the nicest human beings ever. Uh, 73, uh, Billy Con- uh, Connolly. That's interesting. I thought it was interesting, too. When I was coming up, I, w- I would see him. Uh, I, saw, I saw a lot of his stand-up specials. And you think these guys are on the right place? These are in the 70s. Are you feeling yeah, they're okay? Yeah, 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 so far, yeah, we're okay? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because the next one after Billy Connolly, you're going to, I think, is way too low. Too low. It should be way higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Mac, 72. Oh, God, are you fucking serious? Yeah. 
Somebody that wrote this list probably don't love black people that look like uh, a deeper level of chocolate that intimidates them. Uh, man, Bernie, come on, man. One of the greatest. One of the greatest, man. His uh, first Def Jam set. Oh, what was that? Not the, f- it was the second one. Second one. It? I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. It is the best five minutes uh, of comedy in the world. And if you know the history behind that, the person that went before him got booed. And he's in New York City. So he took, he, 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 he addressed the elephant in the room. And he went, you know what? I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. So, the, and that's, that's like comic folklore legend. I, re- I remember a comic telling me, like, I can't tell you my name in five minutes. And I was like, well, then you need to watch this video. Yeah. Because this is the greatest yeah. piece of five yeah, minutes Yeah, Bernie, Bernie was a motherfucker. All right. Uh, 71 Red Buttons. Wow. Word? Really? Yeah. I'm not, okay. ag- I'm not even against him being in the top 100, but he's not I above any. Did he ever do stand-up? Yeah, he did stand-up. But he really had a show and he painted clowns. I'd rather leave him off the list as we go up. But uh, you got we got to throw some old folks in there somewhere. But right. that doesn't have to be the one. Okay, uh, seventy, Wanda Sykes. She's higher. I think she's in the top fifty. Okay. Not, not seventy. Yeah, I don't think seventy. Yeah, I think, I think she's definitely in the top fifty. Uh, I'm right in that same. Okay, yeah. uh, sixty nine. Pat Cooper. That name sounds familiar. Pat Cooper. Pat he's Cooper. another old old time. Like he's in that range with red buttons, Buddy Hackett. He's yeah. He's more in Buddy Hackett's range. Yeah, Pat Cooper. Buddy Hackett, yeah, man. that might be right. Here's one that's going to be interesting for me with you. Uh, David Tell, 68. Definitely higher. Um, bu- 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 if I'm being honest, not necessarily my cup of tea, but in terms of skill level, higher. Yeah, he's in my top ten. Yeah, higher. He's because of skill level. Yeah. I've never seen anybody. He's one of the people that seen live. Right. Not seen him live once. I would, if, I would suggest if you really want to see the amazingness of Attell, right. if you went and watched him and do watched him do several shows throughout a week, you're going to see a different show. Even if it's the same joke, it'll be a different show. I can't even explain it. I think he's a genius, but I'll move on. Yeah. Uh, 67, Kevin Pollack. Love Kevin Pollack, man. Impressions off the charts. Funny off the charts. And again, this is the mystery of Hollywood, man. Like This dude has been in some top-notch movies. Of course, a few good men, uh, usual suspects, and then this mystery that is Hollywood goes poof. Where did that guy go? Dude, Why yeah. is he not? When you're in movies with Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, the complete cast of usual suspects. Again, I, I gotta keep. I keep going back to Patrice, but Patrice said so many things that was so on point. When does Hollywood let you know that you're done? Like, like, at what point did Hollywood decide Kevin Pollack is not the go-to guy no more? But that's the other thing, just one thing, and then you're back, you're back in it. But he hasn't been back in it. And he's, between the impressions, the straight-up skill level, the body of work, how could that be? I don't know, man. I, I worked with him, and I thought he was great. He was great to me. Fucking I, all, I never met him. but I, Oh, I've heard other things from other people that he wasn't kind. I even brought it up to him, and he was great to me. He was, he was yeah, a nice man. Beast of a beast of a comedian. It was really interesting to watch him work. I, yeah. I saw some very – I learned a lot watching him work. Um, number 66, Shelly Berman. I don't know who that is. Do big, thick glasses guy. But he was more – for our for – our, we saw him more on TV, not as a comic. So we'll, we'll, we'll do some other things. This one's going to get you, too. Number 65, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> just by the nature of his talent, top 50. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, yeah. I, I know he's going to range around there for me. 64, Richard Belzer. 
That feels right. I, was, I wasn't going to disagree with right. that. Yeah. 63. I love this one. Jackie Mason. Uh, the day, what did the doctor? The doctor said to me, the dude, the dude was coming. Uh, yeah. I mean, he could drop down a few. It's not going to kill yeah. me. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I love Jackie Mason and, yeah. and Buddy Hackett. We, we, it just, seems like guys like Jackie Mason, Buddy Hackett, Red Buttons, they came from a certain era where jokes were literally jokes. Yeah. But doom boom. Right. And I'm I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying that's they came, bad. They came from the Catskills. But they came from an era where that was what comedy was. Uh, just like at one point, basketball was guys shooting with a certain form, the black and white footage, mm-hmm. a lot of dribbling, basic chess passes. Before the game had the style and flair of Dr. J, Magic, Michael, Larry. So for that era, yeah. But when you when you look at that era compared to what's being done now, it seems outdated. Could you throw George Gervin in there for me, though? George Gervin, thank yeah. You. Okay, thank you. I just wanted. But to even though with, with, with style, with the with finger style, roll, with the finger roll, we hadn't seen that before, yeah. George Gervin. So I needed you to throw yeah. that in for me. Just for yeah. Me. I'm a basketball fan. Sorry. Right. Okay. This one's gonna. This one's gonna make you mad. Uh, number sixty-two, Eddie Griffin. Again, top 50. Yeah, I'm not 62 on him. Yeah, no, top 50. Now, I love this next guy. I'm, I'm going to go to uh, 20. I'm going to go to 59, okay? So 61, Bobcat Goldthwait. That feels about right. Dude, I think he's... I, 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 before I fucking eroded some of my voice with the drinking and the smoking, uh, kind of like, you know, I remember I saw Pacino said that. Like, remember when Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon, uh, Serpico Pacino, yeah. when he had that light voice, Michael Corleone? Uh-huh. You know, now Pacino's here. You hear the gruff. He said that's due to a lot of cognac and cigars. Back in the day when I was in my prime, my 20s, I could do a killer Bobcat impression. Because Bobcat wasn't just about the gruff. There was a lightness to his voice. But in my mind, I've always associated Bobcat more with the Police Academy movies and Mm -hmm. stand-up. Uh, but I saw stand up. I like to stand. stand another dude like you, though. He's been, he never had he's never had a job. He worked in comedy since he was sixteen or seventeen right. as well. Um, but yeah, you know what? Comedy. I don't know. I, I, also, for being the uh, the director of uh, the Kimmel Show. I yeah. mean, he's he has his foot in show business, but I don't know that he resonates as a 100% comic right. like what we've been talking about. And I guess we're going to have to set up some rules for people to understand when we make our list right. what we mean by a comic. Like, you're known and your primary function is comedian. Yeah. Okay, so we need to make people. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the rules after we get through this list, and then we're going to come out with our own. Okay, number 60, Jeff Foxworthy. So not my cup of tea. But as far as a comic goes, yeah. No. You know what I Top get? 50. You know when, you, when we just said George Gerben right now? And yeah. I'm not... Gonna, I'm not a big Jeff Foxworthy comedy fan. I get what he does, right? But he also came out. You know, you're a, a redneck. Yeah, and that was kind of like that thing where everybody he owned it. That was his thing. He could have put the patent on right. it, right? And then everybody else came. You know, you are this, thing. right? So right. I give him credit for like open, yeah. like put, yeah. opening that door and really having something yeah, that yeah, yeah. everybody stood on. Oh, of course, yeah. So, but still, sixty might be. Higher than what I would say. But yeah. I don't know yet. We haven't put this Late list. Late 50s. Okay. And then this one's 59. This was the last one we'll do tonight. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It, what's his technical number? 59. Yeah, that feels right. I like Gilbert. I've never met Gilbert. Right. Someone I would like to meet. Someone I would like to meet, but I hope I never do. Right. Because I just feel like if I meet him, I'm not going to get... I might not get what I want out of right. that meeting. Right. But I think the dude is funny. Well, you can you definitely know he's a risk taker because, you know, yeah. he got some shit for doing a 9-11 joke, like literally while the smoke was still coming off the buildings. Yeah. And and in comedy, timing is everything. But, you know, he, he he's ballsy, man. He's ballsy. And, he, and part of great comedy is being ballsy. Well, and then he's the one. He had the best. Uh, see, and I don't even know if you do. You know this movie, uh, The Aristocrats? Yes. Okay, you do know that. Yes. Okay. He had the, I haven't seen it, but I definitely know what it is. He has the best Aristocrats, and him and Bob Saget's are both pretty. But his right. is the best one. Uh, I heard Bob Saget is like the Ron Jeremy of comedy. He, like you know, hey, fuck that Full House shit. No, yeah, this yeah. This motherfucker's nasty. Dude, watching him walk people in shows is one of my favorite things. Because people come there expecting that full, full house, house dude. dude. Him and, uh, why can't I remember, the, the guy uh, from Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, he has Brad Garrett. Love watching Brad Garrett walk people because they think yeah. they're going to get that nice guy and Brad right. comes in. And uh, we'll wait till we get find Brad Garrett in here and I'll tell you right. the story. But yeah, It'll that, give me a chance to do what I think is my Ray Romano impression. Okay. Ma. It's not good, ma. <laughs> do, do we want to cut out cut out on this right here? Yeah, we have to. We okay. have to. And so the Leave name, him wanting more. So the name of this episode though is going to be White Winds. Yes. Okay. White Winds. <laughs> I love it. White Winds. <laughs> there, there, there is there there's something about honesty. It's the it's the best. You can't lose with honesty, man. It's the best. All right, man. There it is. Oh, we got to tell them where we're going to be. Let's do that next week. Oh, we got to tell them where we're going to be. Uh, Greensboro. Burrow. Next week we'll be in Greensboro. North Carolina. North Carolina. And, uh, and then the following week, the following, is it the following week we're in Chuckles? No, no Chuckles no, no. is later. Yeah, that's right. No, the following week we're going to be in Brea. Right, but we'll mention the following yeah. week okay, next week. Okay, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys are in Greensboro area, and if you're in North Carolina or South Carolina, not too far away, uh, you're Charlotte, zip on over to the Comedy Zone. Mm-hmm. Come check us out over there. Yeah, and always remember, follow me on Twitter at Aries Spears. And for all things free comedy, uh, subscribe to my Pandora under Aries Spears. Of course, I get paid from that. And uh, my YouTube channel, Aries Spears, and hit the subscribe button. I don't get paid for anything, so if you enjoy me at all, you can go to andycomedy.com, hit the, uh, the my merch A page. A white Jew that doesn't get paid. It doesn't get white paid. White doesn't always win, baby. It's not always winning. I didn't say it, it wins. Doesn't always win, <laughs> uh, but if you go to uh, my page and uh, I have my merch there, if you buy a T-shirt, some stickers, a hat, anything, I'd appreciate it. And you can get to all my social media from andycomedy.com. Thanks a lot, guys. All love. <laughs>